0: Welcome to North Shore News Week. Hello, hello North Shore. This is Joe Coglin, uh, editor-in-chief of the Record North Shore with fellow co-founder and senior editor Martin Carlino, bringing you the North Shore News Week, our weekly recap of everything we've kind of covered in the past week or at least a lot of it, helping you catch up on the week that was in local news
1: and um there was a little bit of that wasn't there Marty. Crazy week here Joe as always. I think the we've opened some of our previous episodes of the last two weeks talking about um how much coverage we've we've had in the in the time between episodes and it certainly feels like this week there's been more than ever and uh news is coming fast we're doing our best to uh to get every story out there.
0: Yeah and um um you can catch it all on the the recordnorthshore.org remember we are a a non-profit news site, um, former editors of, of the Wilmette Beak and the Wenatchee Current, and uh, the Northbrook Tower and such, um, back with a new outlet and its non-profit. Um, subscriptions and donations are welcome um, to help us out bringing this news. And uh, we'll get into the recap right now with our lead story, which is and has been all week um, COVID-19 and its implications here on the North Shore. So starting out in the very general in the state, um, Governor J.B. Pritzker announced this week um, that the entire state, all 11 regions are moving to tier three mitigations. What that means um, is uh, many outlets, uh, many businesses, I'm sorry, are are reduced capacity. Um, No indoor dining dining at all, uh, indoor dining or bar service. Um, Outdoor dining is restricted to 25%. um, Groceries at 50%. And pharmacies at 50%. Otherwise, basically, you can think 25% for everything like health and fitness centers, um, service locations, um, retail stores, retail, home improvement, things like that are at 25%. Um, So keep that in mind. Outdoor recreation is still okay, but gathering of 10 or less, both outside or inside. And uh, they are advising to limit all indoor gatherings at your household. Um, really anywhere. Things that are on pause, um, museums and cultural institutions, indoor fitness classes, casinos, gaming, gaming and casinos, banquet halls, event spaces, any indoor recreation uh, and sports uh, and offices. um, They are asking that your employees work from home if they can. Um, So um, a lot of downgrading um, as COVID kind of spiked last week um, in the North shore, we kind of, we kind of parsed it down to very local numbers. And and as of Friday, um, the last two weeks of COVID cases make up 40% of all the cases for the year. So just to put that in perspective, two weeks out of 30 weeks is only um, 6%, but that makes up 40% of the cases. So huge increase, huge wave of cases. Positivity rate has has come with that at 12% as of Friday. Um, That has come down a little bit, but not a whole lot. Um, so we're, we're sitting at very high rates, very high metrics. Um, just to put a couple other notes in perspective, that Weneca's rise in the past two weeks um, in cases is more than the previous 13 weeks combined. So um, we're dealing with a lot. We're dealing with um, a COVID-19 surge right now. Um, and that's, uh, that's all the advisories you're getting from your state as well as local officials are stemmed from those numbers and those metrics and that's uh, had quite an impact on a a lot of other institutions in our town.
1: Yeah certainly as Joe mentioned we've started to see some of the impact um, at the local level and we've seen uh, several of the of the uh, government entities that we cover start to uh, make decisions based on these um, increasing metrics and advisories and restrictions from the governor. So the first place to start out to talk about is all of our local libraries, which are um, now closed as of November 18th to um, in-person. So many of the services that the libraries off- offer are still available, such as curbside pickup and digital streaming services and digital catalogs and everything along those lines. However, the actual physical buildings are not open for um, in-person no longer. So we'll, the Wilmette Public Library and the Glencoe Public Library were the first two of the um, in the in the township to announce that they would be closing down until further notice to um, in-person patrons. And they announced that decision Saturday, November 14th. And then just a couple days later, the Winneka Northfield Library District said that it would be closing its two um, buildings as well um, to the public. And then our our local schools have started to react to, obviously, this concerning surge in COVID-19 by announcing some decisions. First off, um, Avoca District 37 announced that it will be doing an adaptive pause and shifting to remote learning until the day after Martin Luther King Jr. Day, Um, so the middle of January um, that is so. They'll be remote learning for a little bit now, um, and actually, just a couple of days ago at their board me- at their board meeting, excuse me, will Matt District Thirty Nine announced that the week of November thirteenth, no- November thirtieth, excuse me, will be remote learning for for uh, for them. So all District Thirty Nine students will have at least one week of e-learning. Um, Superintendent Dr. Carrie Crumiscoli mentioned at the board meeting that she hopes it's only a one-week pause. Um, obviously, there's the possibility that it might extend, but the district is hopeful right now, and it's only going to be a one-week pause. And then a bit on the contrary, Nutria is actually starting to signal its um, willingness and consideration into increasing in-person learning um, at its two schools. So the Nutria Board of Education met this past Monday night and decided that they're going to hold two meetings in the very new, near future to come to a dis- decision regarding if a move to 50% in-person learning is feasible. So right now those meetings are tentatively scheduled for November 23rd and November 30th, thirtieth, which are the next two Mondays. Um, so those dates will likely become official very soon. We'll of course keep you updated once they do. Uh, but just something to uh, for all the new cheer parents out there to keep your eye on because they'll likely be deciding at that November 30th meeting if they are going to move to 50% in-person learning, which would be stage five of the district's reopening ladder stage five of six. So in that stage, 50% of students would be um, on campus on any given day. So a bit of a a contrarian stance from Nutria, but they certainly have some mitigation measures in place that they are very confident in. And they have continually cited that they believe, um, Everything that they've seen and all the data they have, they have not noted. they have not experienced any in-school transmission of COVID-19. They also have a, a little bit of an additional safety net with their COVID-19 saliva-based screening program that we've reported pretty extensively about. Uh, so they, they definitely feel they have the means and the, the measures in place to, to hold in-person learning safely.
0: Great stuff there, Mark. Thank you. And uh, <clears throat> before we close up our lead story, just um you know we're we're all in a tight spot right now um as a as a people here so um stay kind stay considerate think of your neighbor and uh, be careful out there from all of us the record catch up at all the news uh working as quickly as possible to get it all up at the recordnorthshore.org and you can reach us anytime at newsroom at the recordns.org if you have any tips or thoughts we're glad to hear it so that is our lead story um the second segment of our show is always uh, up and down the shore. Um, it is exactly how it sounds. We just move uh, from from the north end of the shore of our coverage area at Glencoe down to Woolmet and give you a story from every community um, that we have. And uh, we're going to start here in Glencoe with the Writers Theater.
1: Yeah, we've got a great story up on our website about how the Writers Theater has been handling the pandemic. Obviously, when the initial wave of the pandemic happened in mid-March earlier this year. Um, It, it hit, it hit them just like so many other local institutions, like a ton of bricks. I mean, it came out of nowhere and they had to cancel their, uh, their current season and all the productions that entailed that. So now they, uh, they, they quickly, after that happened, they quickly got together and figured out how they were still going to be bringing performances and entertainment to audiences and they've shifted to some um, some very entertaining digital programs that's the digital programs and digital plays that they're offering um, audiences and and their uh, their creative director said that now they're in a good place and they've been able to uh to sort of weather the storm for the time being so uh, a great little store a great little feature story there in a on a local institution that uh, took a took a punch in the face and particularly a, a hard punch in the face because the pandemic has been uh has been really relenting on a lot of uh, a lot of places, but for for places that rely on live audiences being there, you know, your theaters, your concert venues, um, arenas, things like that, it's it's taken an an additional level because they at at no point have been able to uh, to have people back throughout this pandemic. So they uh, they are doing their best to weather the storm and offering some entertaining entertaining productions throughout this. So great little story. If you want to see what the latest with the Writers Theater is
0: uh yeah it's great from the writers theater it's really it's really inspiring to see all these uh these local institutions working to get back out there and being creative so that's the writers theater in glencoe moving one town south to town and oak in winneka
1: yeah we've got a great story up about a new um, local cafe uh, on green bay road it's specifically at 921 green bay road in that uh in that bustling Hubbard Woods business business district that has seen several new businesses come in within the last um, couple weeks and months. And we'll have feature profiles on many of them. So keep an eye out for that as well. But uh, back to town in Oak, chef Elena Vasquez opened it up about three weeks ago. Now there's, are still relatively new and um, had a chance to speak with her the other day. And she talked about how um, she, she sort of was planning for, or potentially not being able to have indoor dining and, and serving patrons indoors because when she started sort of fully bringing the vision for town of Oak for town and Oak, excuse me, to life um, it was in, in February and March and she had seen what the pandemic was doing. So she had a chance to put a great focus on their um, takeaway business and, and other methods to, to sort of fight off not being able to have patron patrons in indoors Um, And actually a really tidbit, a really interesting tidbit after speaking with her was that she said she was inspired to be a a chef from the show three's company and specifically a character on that show, Jack Tripper. And she's got a a little ode to that show in the restaurant painted on the wall. She has the words, uh, come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you, which is a, a reference to the show's opening theme song. So very cool interior design. We've got some awesome pictures um, included in the, in the article. So take a look about a, uh, a new local restaurant in town.
0: Jack Tripper, rest in peace. Have you ever seen that show, Marty?
1: I have, I have. Okay. I, saw the, uh, I saw the picture before I spoke with her and asked, is that, uh, is that a reference to Three's Company? And she said, absolutely. That's uh, what inspired her to become a chef. So awesome. very That's, cool. That is
0: a very cool tidbit. Um, <clears throat> moving one town south from uh, Winneka, we are going to Kenilworth. And on Kenilworth, we have a a budget story up. It is budget season. Um, Very exciting uh, for you all. Um, But really, it's important to your tax dollars. We do our best to break everything down for you. So what's going on in Kenilworth is they have a lot of capital projects that they're going to be working on in 2021. In 2020, um, COVID kind of delayed a couple of their bigger ones just because they couldn't hold large um, public gatherings to um, like public hearings and uh, explain it um, significantly or substantially to uh, the public and hear hear questions and comments. So, um, little holdover from 2020, um, but the phase two project of the Kenilworth 2023 um, larger infrastructure plan um, is the big one on the board for 2021. It's an eight million dollar project, and there is still some funding that's unrealized. So. Um, the board kind of discussed whether to remove it from the budget and figure it out or put it in and keep the pressure on themselves to really hone in on that project, focus on it and get that funding nailed down. They allotted to, uh, keep it in. Um, so in the next couple months, you're going to see where that funding's coming from. Um, they they have a pretty good idea. Uh, A big chunk of the eight million is coming from the, uh, from the, uh, um, the the water reclamation district. Sorry about that. Um, they're going to get some transfer funds. Um, They're also going to probably spend about $2 million of their own funds from their fund balances, Um, and they hope to get some grants as well and possibly sell some bonds to make up the rest of the cost. So um, it's a big project. There's other projects going on as well. On the operating side, they do have a balanced budget, um, and they were able to do that by um, passing a tax levy that was under the CPI, so they were proud of that as well, a 1.5% levy. So um, that is the budget. Um, little tidbits we threw in there too, so check it out um, uh, up at the, the record org right now. That's Kenilworth budget. Um, we're going to move uh, sidestep a little to the west and talk about Northfield and uh, a restaurant expansion.
1: Yeah, so more restaurant news for you guys this week. So, Taco, Na- Taco Nano, which is obviously a, a very popular local restaurant and quite possibly one of the uh, most popular eateries on the shore, is expanding, which is I'm sure welcome news to to many listeners out there. And of course, welcome news to them because anyone who's had a meal in there has, has sort of felt, I'm sure, that it, it gets very crowded very quickly. And uh, there isn't really the the greatest amount of space available. So they'll be moving and expanding into the adjacent space right next to them. They're just, right now, they're just sort of waiting on some final approval from the village board, but they've already um, started working on the uh, on the addition and already have a, a lot of that already in progress. So it's so very exciting uh, news for them. They'll actually be close to tripling their seating capacity in normal times, of course. Um, obviously, with, with COVID-19 and some of the social distancing restrictions that come with that, they won't exactly be tripling their seating for the time being. But in normal times, they'll be able to seat uh, approximately 80 people in there, which is a, a big increase than, than previously. So more tacos potentially coming your way.
0: Always a good thing, if you ask me um, and then moving down to our last town and up and down the shore is Wilmet, um, our southern border of our coverage area, um, and uh, you know actually some crime news. Um, the Wilmet Police Department issued a crime alert um, uh, letting the public know of a couple of ruse burglaries that are going around uh, in Wilmet as well as other communities. Um, so what happened in both um, were, were in both incidents was a a male subject in both. It does not appear to be the same male subject, but um, asked to test the water in the household um, or in the backyard. Um, And then um, while that was a diversion, um, either stole goods or had someone steal them. That was part of a team. So, you know, the the whole premise of this ruse burglary is to get in the house or distract you. So someone else can get in the house. Um, So they, Um, The the police department issued some warnings and what to look out for. Basically, um, you know, do not let anybody in your house without, uh, unless if you know them or you have an appointment, unless you know them or have an appointment, um, always ask for credentials or identification if they say they're from, whether it's a government entity or a company um, to check utilities, things like that. Always ask for identification, Um, you know, notify the, um, the, uh, the authorities right away if you do notice something has happened or something is in progress, um, and other, uh, some other tips as well. So, um, both these incidents targeted, um, elderly individuals. Um, another thing that makes this so nefarious. So please uh, keep an eye out, stay safe. There was actually another story in Niles where something very similar happened the other day. We didn't report on it. Uh, the Chicago Tribune did, but, uh, the man actually chased the, the ruse burglars off with a shillelagh, which is an Irish walking stick. So, um, Pretty cool story. Um, but uh it's it's terrible. This is going around right now, so just stay safe, keep an eye out. Um check out the story for more tips at uh, the North The Record North or check out the Walmart Police Department, um, Crime Alert. Um so that is up and down
1: the shore. And I believe now it's time for everyone's favorite segment of the week.
0: It is. The third segment is everybody's favorite. Tons of emails and, and even phone calls. We don't even know how they got our number but they want to hear about the featured feature. Um, obviously profiles and, um, and this type of reporting is important to your community, telling you stories about your neighbors. And we have a pretty cool one out of Kenworth. Um, a, a 17 year old, uh, Mia Ruck, um, was going for her, her gold, her gold award as a, as a girl scout. And that requires a 50 hour service project. Well, uh, that, that wasn't going to fly for Mia. Um, uh, her project was going to take a lot longer and she had no problem doing it. So Mia built a prayer and meditation garden at, um, her, at her high school, which is Woodlands Academy of the Sacred Heart up in, um, up in Lake Forest. And uh, it's, it took her 120 hours to do so. Um, it is a, uh, in a serene spot on the campus overlooking a, an open nature plot. Um, it has a, a bench right there. It has a, a rock garden. Um, individually painted rocks kind of form a, 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 an artistic pattern. Um, she, she got some help from her, from her grandfather, Ben Crow, who came up from South Carolina for two weeks to help with the construction of it. There's a mailbox on the, uh, on, in the area, um, where you can leave notes, um, or just kind of write down your thoughts. Um, and the whole point of this is kind of, um, great, goes with a little overarching theme that's becoming easier to talk about in our society of mental health. And uh, it's a very important thing to Mia. Um, and that's why she thought this was important. Um, Woodlands Academy is a small school, she said, it's kind of built that way. It's got a couple of hallways, and that's built for more interaction and more um, cooperation and collaboration. Um, but it, it, sometimes it's hard to find some some time to isolate and uh, and meditate and kind of um, regain your, yourself. So. Um, that's the point of this garden. It's for use both by the school and for the public. Um, it's a really cool story. Um, Mia's got some great coach. She had a great, great idea with it. Um, and you know, with, the with kind of the advancements, um, and kind of the outspokenness of some celebrities has really helped some national campaigns has really helped in kind of making mental health an easier thing to talk about, a more normal thing to talk about, which it should be, um, Really cool story. Um, I hope you guys check it out. I say really cool. I'm sorry. I wrote it. Um, but I do think Mia's story is what I'm talking about is really cool. So I hope you guys check it out. That's our featured feature of the week um, up at the therecordnorthshore.org. And that is three segments. Those are the three. Those are the main three. Um, before we go, um, we always give you guys a, a gotta quick look ahead. ahead. Uh, got to look ahead at what we're working on. So what do we got coming up, Mark?
1: Yeah, so we've got a, a great little holiday roundup coming up, and obviously a big um, factor this year with uh, with COVID nineteen and those restrictions in place is that unfortunately a lot of our villages um, are going to be canceling or canceling or holding their signature events um, virtually. So we've got a great little recap of how villages um, are handling the holiday season and the events they typically would in this unusual holiday season with COVID-19 and with the pandemic. So some, some villages are, some of our villages are getting creative and, and offering some, some special events and special opportunities um, virtually that is, um, but I'm not going to go too in not going to go into too many more spoilers with that. You'll have to check out the article to uh, to get all the information on that. And then obviously, as I mentioned earlier, we'll be on top of the um, two special meetings of the new board of education, um coming either the 23rd or the 24th and the then the following monday the 30th so we'll be on top of that we'll we're like as i mentioned we're likely to get a decision on if the district is going to increase in-person learning so we'll be all over that and we'll have stories uh right after the meeting or the morning after so definitely keep up for keep keep an eye out for that and uh, we'll have the latest information there on certainly uh a topic I'm sure a lot of our listeners are very interested in.
0: And that's, what's coming up from us at the record So again, thank you guys for listening to North shore Newsweek. Um, just, we do this as a way for you guys to catch up on the week that was in the news. It was a busy one. So we're we're grateful you listened. We also have a weekly email that goes out Thursday mornings called, um, the shortcut, same thing. Um, just kind of a, a weekly summary of some of the news we put out in the week, um, a best of, if you will, So um, you can go to their site and kind of sign up for it in in about five or six spots. You'll see a prompt to sign up for it. So um, please do so if you're interested in that, but um, that's our summary. That's North shore news week. Thank you guys for listening and uh, we'll catch you all next week.
1: Thanks everyone.